Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great, great friends at Empower Federal Credit Union, Welching Company Jewelers, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and Hides of Liverpool. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in and around Central New York, use the code MLSP. That's M-L-S-P at the register or online at HidesofLiverpool.com. And you get 10% off all of your orders at Hides of Liverpool, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing and Camillus Golf Club. Uh, we are all over the major platforms where you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. Make sure you download and subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. All that stuff helps an awful lot. I'm also on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. I am absolutely thrilled and stoked to bring on the next guest of our of our podcast here, um, what a career he had. He played for the Seattle Seahawks from 2005 to 2010. Little bit of time in terms of practice squad and some offseason stuff with the Falcons, but he is most remembered as just a fearsome, fearsome middle linebacker for the Seahawks, a three-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Pro in 2007, won the NFC Championship in 2005. He's also, by the way, a member of the Seattle Seahawks' 35th anniversary team. He's also a two-time AP National Champion 2003 and four, and a first team All-American in 2004 before his NFL days. Yeah, you guessed it. Trojans, USC football. Let's bring him in. Lofa Tutupu. Lofa, how are you, bud? Welcome. My man, thank you for having me. I'm great. All right, before we get to you know your career and kind of dive into the time machine a little bit, let's dive into these championship games, man. Bills, Chiefs, and Buccaneers, and Packers. What do you have for me on these games? Oh, man. I, I got I got the Bills, and I got the Bucks in the Super Bowl, my man. Really? Two, ro- two road teams, right? Going to get it done, I, I think, anyways. Um yeah, it's just they, they look like the two strongest teams down the stretch. Um, it, it looks like Kansas City is so talented. It looks like they you know slept walk through the season, and now they're just realizing like, oh man, uh, even the Cleveland Browns gave us a game. So it's uh, I really think the Bills are the hottest team right now, and uh, and then with the way the Bucks played last night, they they gave uh, the Saints all they could handle. And uh, able to run the ball with both uh, Ronald Jones and, and Fournette, and I think you know that's the recipe, right? That's what we're seeing from a lot of these these teams that are left standing is they can play some defense and, and they can run the ball, and that's the recipe usually to win you know a championship. So you know we'll see how it shakes out. So who wins the big game then? If those two teams are meeting in the. And I'm a by by the way, I live two hours from Buffalo. I'm a die. I have been a psycho like wild bills fan my entire life i'm i'm actually dreaming so please don't wake me up if you pick the bills to win the whole thing are you going to do that i got the, i got the bills winning it all oh man. and uh you know i i look i wasn't uh, first of all i grew up my dad played for the patriots but yep. i was a diehard bills fan because you were Thurman, 
Thurman Thomas is my favorite player of all time Amazing. In, yeah. in NFL history. Really? Um, back, yeah, back when I was a kid. So my dad was a running back. So, you know, I thought I was a running back. And then I realized I was horrible at running the ball. So I, and then I found out I was good at tackling people that carried the ball. So I switched mm. to linebacker, watched a little more uh, Cornelius Bennett and, mm. uh, and them, you know, and Daryl Talley. But, um, yeah, I loved the Bills, man, growing up. I got to go to a couple games every year, and it was always uh, the Buffalo Bills when they came to town in New England. And um, so, yeah, I, I think they have what it takes to win to win it all, and I know that's going to be, you know, incredible for, for Buffalo and all the fans. Today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Keeping your government agency secure from cyber threats is a growing concern across the public sector. And trying to keep up with the latest technology can cause information overload. GovWhitePapers is a content hub for understanding the latest technology trends in government cybersecurity, AI, cloud computing, and more. So you can keep your agency safe without scouring the internet. Join for free and discover the best practices government and industry are sharing. Visit GovWhitePapers.com today. That's G-O-V-WhitePaperS.com. Okay, uh, I'm trying to catch my breath here after you just said that. I, man, if you are right, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do if they do it. Um, middle linebacker, such a huge position on the football field. I mean, you've got to have the instincts. You got to, you know, you're almost kind of like a captain out there. You're controlling the middle. You've got to stop the run. Depending on the defense you play. You might rush the quarterback more or less, uh, depending on if it's a 4-3, a 3-4, something else. What makes overall, kind of a two-parter, what makes overall a great middle linebacker? And how versatile did you have to be within the position during your time in college and in the pros? Yeah, I think, you know, instincts are what set apart, you know, good to great middle linebackers. Um you know, obviously the game will always be bigger, faster, stronger, but, you know, the guys that have a knack for making plays, that, that's, you know, all instinctual. I mean, we, we watched a hell of a game from uh, Devin White last night. Yep. I mean, the guy was everywhere. And uh, for a guy, you know, in his second year to put it together that quickly, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, he's big, fast, strong. And, I mean, that interception he made to pretty much seal the game was incredible. He had... They, they ran one guy through his zone on kind of a vertical kind of over route crossing his path. So he had to realize that it was a double fall. It was a clear out route and he had to push through and he did, man. And cause I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad throw by Drew. Maybe it was a second late, you know, one second earlier. And I think, you know, Kamara expected to be a little higher, but mm-hmm. incredible play. Guy was all over the place. Nine sacks this year. I, I can't believe he didn't make the Pro Bowl um, or all pro. But um, so, like, that's that's the realm where we're going. You look at Bobby Wagner. You know, these guys, they are, they can do it all. They can rush the passer. They can cover because now it's becoming a much more, you know, air it out 
uh, yeah. type uh, type of offense that we're seeing with Mahomes and all these young guys that can sling it. Um, so you got to be well versed at everything. I think that's really what I didn't really have one strong point of my game. I think it was the fact that my game was well rounded. I could do it all. Mm-hmm. Was was why uh, was what set me apart from from most guys. You know, back in the day. But uh, but yeah, you have to be able to do everything with uh, with the way these offenses are attacking now. There are a lot of people, and again, we're, we're talking some football with Lofa Tatupu, uh, Seattle Seahawks, great USC football, great. We're going to get into zone and CBD, by the way, uh, here in just a minute. Uh, I know it's just doing some great things with that, the co-founder of that group. And you can get him on Twitter as well, at Lofa Tatupu, the number 51. There, there are a lot of people who say, Lofa, and I'm sure you're very, very aware of this, you go to Alabama, USC, LSU, you know, huge, huge, huge football institutions, football factories. You're playing, if you're really, really good, and you're in the national championship conversation, you are playing in front of massive crowds at home, on the road. The pressure is great every single week. You were one of those people at USC, and a lot of people will say, well, when they those players get to the pros, there's no being overwhelmed in a stadium because they've already seen it for four years. Was that how it was for you or even three years? Was that how it was for you? Did USC help you with the big stage of the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you, you always, I think that's probably what, you know, you know, scouts and, and coach GMs, they worry about for, for guys coming from a smaller school. Like, okay, well we haven't seen them do it on the big stage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are the, are the lights going to be too bright for them? Is the moment going to be too big? And, you know, um, there's just been certain schools, you know, in the national spotlight for the championship, you know, but also they've, they've really, for whatever reason, they've groomed at certain positions better than most. I mean, you look at the run on linebackers coming out of LSU right now, uh, Devin White, Quan Alexander, uh, Deion Jones, uh, Patrick Queen, for whoever is finding linebackers there, is is doing a hell of a job not just finding the talent but also you know really cultivating and you know bringing out their best football and it seems like a, a seamless transition into the NFL when they get there and for for me you know it started with you know Ken Norton Jr. who you know yeah. a guy that I have the utmost respect for I played for at USC yeah. and um, you know he won three Super Bowls so uh, in, in a row and. Uh, he won another one as a coach, so you know he, he definitely helped with that. Um, I guess the maturation process and, and being ready for whatever the league throws at you uh, early. When did you realize? I mean, obviously you're you're a California kid. You go to you know you're, you're from San Diego. You're born in San Diego. You end up staying in state and, and going to USC. When did you realize when you when 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 you were at USC? When did you realize that you guys were like literally part of a possible dynasty? Well, actually, you know what's crazy? I know my bio says I was born in San Diego during the strike here, but because my dad played for the Patriots, I grew up in Massachusetts. The whole time to, you were there, okay. Yeah, I went to Maine for a year, and then I transferred into Southern Cal. But to, to answer your question about the dynasty part, um, you know, I don't when you're when you're in the middle of it and it's going on and you're just winning games. I don't. Yeah. You, we never talked about being a dynasty. We just hmm. talked about winning the next game. And as cliche as that sounds, um, you know, you you if you get caught up in that, you know, oh, we're you know we're better than than you know uh, you know all these other teams and you know the 01 Hurricanes and the '95 
you know, corn huskers. That's where you, you lose sight of what's important and, and, you know, what you're doing, you know, at, at the given time. And so, it, you know, for us, it was just there was a never ending, you know, want for for winning. And when you just like losing is a habit, winning is a habit hmm. and everything you do think, say, you know, it's geared towards winning that next game. And then eventually you win enough of them, you get the honor and the privilege of representing your conference in either a title game or the national championship. And so, you know, we always, we left it to the, the, the pundits and the experts to to say where we belong in history. And we just, we always, you know, kept grinding, man. Lofa Tatupo, our guest, ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Empower Federal Credit Union and Stanley Law Offices. One of the big words being used in the NFL, especially in Western New York, is the word culture. What does culture mean to you in football? Oh, shit, man, it's everything. Because um, I, I remember when I came to SC, and they were coming off of a 6-6 six and six season, and... Uh, it was Pete Carroll's first season, going into his second, and you know Troy Polamalu and Carson Palmer were our senior captains, and it was there going to be their last year, and they had they were tasked with changing the entire culture and going from a team that would lose close games to a team that would blow teams out. Mm-hmm. And all it was a lot of the same players. It wasn't like they got a top five recruiting class. Every year at that point, we had gotten Sean Cody, who was the number one recruit in the nation. And I think that was kind of the cornerstone to building for the future. But the um, the belief that resonated throughout the entire program and culture was it was one of, hey, man, you know, great teams don't beat themselves. And, and that's what we started becoming. And, and that year we went 11 and two and uh, and one we, we, you know, beat. Iowa pretty bad in the Orange Bowl, and they had a really good team with a lot of great uh, future pros over there. Um, but watching, being part of that turnaround was incredible. and something I'll never forget. And then, um, you know, it was just, you know, it was special in the regard that, you know, there to start it and continue it. And, and you know, we, in two years, I'm blessed to say, I started 26 games, we went 25 and one in, 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 that, in that time. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. What 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 have you learned from Pete Carroll? How to be a pro? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you know Pete's got three rules in his program. It's well stated and documented in his book. You know, win forever, and you know it's special to you because I really oh, did you read that book? It's like man, I lived that book. I <laughs> helped. <laughs> we we helped him write that because of you know the, like you're saying the culture that uh, we all helped you know, shape and, and, you know, grow together. Um, so, you know, just the, the, the things that you learn being in that program and, and then also like that the kids are still learning up here. Um, or I shouldn't say kids, the, the Seahawks <laughs> that are learning from Pete right now is just how to be a pro and, and, you know, how to approach every day with the intent on getting better. And, um, and, you know, the rules were simple. It was protect the team was number one. Two was, you know, um, be early, you know, you know, being on time. If it starts at eight o'clock and you're there at eight o'clock, you're late. Hmm. You got to be in that seat five minutes early um, if, if you want to be considered early. So and then that's important. That carries on into life, which we'll talk about zone and CBD in a second. But um, then the last rule was just no complaining. There's, there's, an, there's an approach to, to your day that you must take 
and you know, an attitude of, you know what, it doesn't matter what happens. It only matters how I react to it. And so with those three rules, man, you're set up for success. And that's why I think on top of having the great Ken Norton coach me in college, um, I walked into the NFL pretty, pretty easily and, and, you know, established myself as a player. Zone in CBD. Let's get right to it then. Uh, get, get into the to the group. Uh, you know, you obviously are a co-founder, and uh, where you know where can people get it? Yeah. So you know, CBD. I don't know how familiar you or your listeners are with it. It's uh, it's you know getting a lot of attention. You know, I've been using it for the last four years, and uh, you know, as most people know, my career was so short because of injuries. Um, over, I only played six years, and if you really count the games that I was able to play, it was five years, five games. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, man, I thought you played ten years. And I was like, no. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot shorter than that because of the injuries. And um, so CBD is getting a lot of uh, you know, attention in terms of you know, really being having some healing properties and uh, over my career 10 surgeries 15 plus concussions and i'm here today to tell you that i've never felt better because of zone in cbd and uh so uh for four years three years prior to starting zone in cbd we just turned one in october but for three years prior to that i was just buying cbd and handing it out to all family members and friends that, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're dealing with, you know, trauma themselves, physical, mental, emotional, whatever it may be. And I was watching them come back to life. And in some of the ways, I was watching them live, uh, you know, a better life than they had ever known. And so with with that, you know, intent and purpose, um, this is a very mission-based company. And we're helping people on their health and wellness journey to discover their best selves. So um, Zone and CBD, you can find us with more at zoneandcbd.com. And if you're lucky enough to be in the Seattle area, we, uh, we're we on the shelves at all 67 uh, Bartell drugstores. Wow. Um, that's amazing, and congrats on the one year. I, I, I only you know <laughs> see you guys just exploding from here even, even more. Um, West Coast, East Coast, East Coast, West Coast. I mean, we just got done talking about you were – you know, born California, but then, you know, you go graduate um, from, uh, from I think, I, I looked at it, is it King Philip Regional? Is that where you from in Massachusetts? Yeah, okay. Philip. Yeah, so so East Coast, West Coast, I mean, did, you know, now you look at it, you lived on both coasts, obviously different parts of your of your life and all that, but do you do you prefer one coast over the other? Uh, were you pissed that you had to deal with winter, <laughs> you know, when you, when you were a kid instead of beautiful weather every day? I mean, compare kind of the, the coast life, one versus the other. Man, it's it's ah, oh, just night and day. You know, not just weather, but but people. Yeah. Um, pace of life. So it, it's it's wild, man. Um, I love I love the fast paced nature of the East Coast because I grew up there, man. That that really is who I am. I'm like, hey, okay, if we're gonna do something, let's go. Let's yeah. get going. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I do like how now that I'm older, I think I appreciate the more slower you know, routine or pace of life out here. And, uh, or maybe I'm just getting soft, right? Now the East Coast is coming out of me. And I'm like, yeah, you're just getting soft. Well, but, um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I love it both. I never realized how beautiful Seattle was oh. until I left here. Um, you know, I lived up here for, from 2005 to 2012. And then I moved away when I, you know, I signed back, I signed with Atlanta. So me and my wife bought a house back in Massachusetts where we grew up. But, um, yeah, we came back out here when I went to coach and, uh, man, didn't realize how much I missed it and how much it's, uh, it's, it's 
it was one of the best kept secrets for a long time, but there's a lot of people moving here from a lot of different places now because it's so, so gorgeous. No doubt. Seattle Seahawk, great. USC football, great. A terrific career. Lofa Tutupu and uh, just amazing accomplishments. Three-time Pro Bowler, a 35th anniversary team for the Hawks, uh, two-time national champ. First team All-American in 2004, had a wonderful career, now doing some awesome things as the co-founder of Zone in CBD, and make sure you go get it uh, at zoneincbd.com. Uh, Lofa, this was amazing. Thank you so much for the time, and hopefully we can do it again real soon. And, man, I hope you're right on that prediction. I really do. <laughs> my man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. We will definitely do it again. Uh, you got my number. And the Bills, they're, they're going to take it all. Watch, you'll see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'll send you something if they do. Thanks, bud. <laughs> All right, man. Stay blessed. Just terrific to have Lofa Tutupu on the ML Sports Platter. I'm Mike Lindsley. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, and Apple, and anywhere else you get your pods on your smartphone device, make sure you download, subscribe, and leave that feedback and a five-star review. We're brought to you by our great, great friends over at Empower Federal Credit Union. You folks know by now, <laughs> surprises, they're simply a guarantee in life. And knowing that you have the flexibility to access funds for those unexpected expenses, it is simply peace of mind. And so with an Empower Home Equity line of credit, you can leverage your home's value to finance a home renovation, college expenses, or any big-ticket item. Borrow what you need up to your credit limit and... Make more payments on your balance. Empower's rates are competitive and affordable. They'll even help you get the most out of your home. So get your peace of mind today at Empower Federal Credit Union, EmpowerFCU.com, EmpowerFCU.com. And online is not the only place you can get them. 800-462-5000 is the simple phone number. 800-462-5000. Empower Federal Credit Union is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Want to give a quick tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Bryant and Stratton College, the Allen Angus Pub, Stanley Law Offices, and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. So uh, obviously a little bit there from, from Lofa Tutupu, uh, and, and I just wanted to kind of close the <clears throat> podcast with uh, you know this being Friday and, and Championship Sunday coming up here in two days. I, I think the NFL literally has everything and anything that it could possibly want in these games. We've spent all week with the Patrick Mahomes situation. Um, You know, again, what percentage, who knows? Um, Kansas City will have the opportunity, because they're hosting the game on a Sunday, they'll have the opportunity to go through one more test in the morning uh, you know, probably for fine, uh, finality to see what's going on. Um, yeah, I fully expect him to play. Uh, this podcast is being launched on a Friday. I'm recording it on a Wednesday. <clears throat> but this being, you know, as you're listening to this, it's Friday. And, you know, as of this recording, you know, there's a possibility he's going to play on Wednesday. Today's Friday. We'll have a couple more days as far as when you're listening to this now going into Sunday, but I, I just think you've got it all. I mean, I think, you know, you you, you, you start with, um, a lot of people start with Brady and, and Rodgers, obviously. I start with the fact that you've got in the AFC, you know, the upstart Cinderella, you know, is it, does the slipper fit 
Buffalo Bills. I mean, this is like the Cinderella March Madness team. You know, your VCU, your Butler, your George Mason, your, uh, you know, Loyola Marymount, your Loyola Chicago, uh, that kind of a club. Uh, the Bills are really, really good. Um, and so they're here with the upstart 24-year-old quarterback and Josh Allen. They're playing the, you know, the champs. And so you've got Mahomes, the face of the Chiefs, arguably the face of the league in, in him. Uh, they're looking to win it again. You've got the storyline there. So that's tremendous. Uh, you've got the Bills Mafia fan base involved in these championship games, which is fantastic. Uh, it gives you the throwback to the 90s. Uh, the Bills are, I think, a team that most people are pulling for. I think if you don't root for the Chiefs and don't root for the Packers and Bucks, I think most people around the country for the National Football League are pulling for the Buffalo Bills. Most people know what Bills fans have gone through. I think the Patriot fan base is kind of split on it because they're like, oh, you finally made it somewhere, huh? That's one half. Because you know how it is with a lot of the arrogant Boston fans. When your team makes it there and you talk about them, they always have to make it about their teams. Always, right? Without stating the reality that we know the success. We don't need to repeat the success. We're aware of what happened in New England. They beat everybody's brains in for 20 years. Um you know, so you've got those two storylines in the championship game. And then the NFC, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, you've got the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady thing. Uh, you know, can Brady win a seventh <laughs> ring? Can he get to a tenth Super Bowl? This is his 14th championship game, etc. And then Rodgers. Rodgers, you know, this is the moment that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, those people who are uh, ultra concerned about legacy and climbing up the quarterback all-time ladders and you know, what does it mean if Rodgers gets a second ring? You know, is he is he top five right now, um, you know, on people's lists? Is he top three? Uh, is he top two of the modern, you know, the modern crazy statistical NFL? I don't know how far you go back with that. Some people say 2,000. Uh, is he top five to seven in the Super Bowl era? I mean, there's a million different ways to slice it. I've always had Rodgers somewhere in that seven, six, seven-ish to ten range, and I think a lot of people think I'm crazy. Um, but then I have to remind people: you do realize how many elite quarterbacks have played in this game. You know, for me to say Aaron Rodgers is five or six is not disrespectful because look at the guys ahead of him: <laughs> Brady, Montana, Elway, Mar- you know, not Marino, but. Um, you know, Unitas, I've, you know, I've got up there. So, uh, you know, you, 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 you look at those guys, Peyton Manning, you know, you look at those kind of guys. But, it, like, if Aaron Rodgers wins a second ring, like, do people start vaulting him ahead of Peyton Manning? From an arm talent standpoint, a flawlessness standpoint, he's got the two rings. A lot of people don't credit Manning for the second ring. I think it's bullshit that that happens. And the reason I say that is because, look, yeah, was he throwing duck balls? Yes. Was he the old vintage Manning? No. But a lot of those guys wanted to win for him, and that counts from a leadership, uh, you know, motivational standpoint. When you, you know, when your teammates just don't want to lose because they want to win it so bad for you to get another ring. So you've really got the perfect scenario here. I mean, the, these games, the storylines, the buzz, the quarterbacks. These are the four best quarterbacks in the league right now, from start to finish. I don't think Brady was that guy for maybe a three to five year window, a three to five week window. <clears throat> but the last eight, nine weeks he has been. And I think when you go from start to finish and you look at the overall polished resume, all these guys are ahead of all the others, right? I mean, they're, they're ahead of 
you know, the Russell Wilsons, they're ahead of the Tannehills, they're ahead of everybody. Uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and uh, Rodgers have been in the MVP conversation, along with I think Derrick Henry should be in there a lot more. But again, I think when you look at quarterbacks, storylines, fan bases, uh, logos, uniforms, traditions, um, defending champion is in there, the Cinderella is in there, you've got it. You've got it all. Um, now let's break it down. Let's spend five to seven minutes on, on, on these two games. Um, we'll start in the NFC. Uh, I think Green Bay wins this game, but I think it's going to be unbelievably close. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and I honestly think it's going to come down to this. Can Green Bay or Tampa, <clears throat> whatever team, I think it's going to be it's going to be three things in this game. One, which team can get the lead and with the lead run the ball best? From there, Brady and Rodgers operate, right? They do their mechanical stuff. They're surgeons at work in the fourth quarter. You know, who's going to have the lead and be able to run the football? Ronald Jones and company, Fournette for the Bucks, Aaron Jones and um, company for the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to come down to that. Uh, you know, Get the lead, run the ball, and a, and a turnover. Where is that turnover in a championship game, right? We've seen it so many times, years gone by. You know, the Ray Lewis pick comes to mind. Uh, you know, the Bills and the Broncos years and years and years ago, you know, comes to mind. the car. I think it was the Carlton Bailey play, right? Like, um, uh, uh, you know, you've got to have uh, you've got to have a turnover somewhere. Uh, 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 and I think in this particular game, you, you, you may have a, uh, you know, you, you, you might have that one, you know. Um, <clears throat> you, might, you might have that turnover. Um, and I just had to quickly look it up with Carlton Bailey because it was in the, I was trying to look at the, uh, it was in the 92, and they beat the Broncos in the second AFC Championship game of the Super Bowl run in the 90s, the Bills. Um, it had been deflected by Jeff Wright. I wanted to make sure that it was deflected by <laughs> the right player, but he returned at 11 yards for the game's touch, you know, first touchdown. Um and they won 10-7. That was a game in the AFC Championship. Again, the keg on offense, this happens once in a while when you get in a playoff game. This is you know really important. You have to win a lot of different ways. The Bills, the year before in the AFC Championship game, they had scored 51 on the Raiders and then scored only 10 the year after, but their offense only gave three points. So a remarkable, remarkable thing in these championship games at turnovers. I mean, that one big turnover... It plays such a huge part. So I think it's going to be a big deal. Get the lead, run the football in order to allow Rodgers, Brady to kind of be extra surgical, if that if that's a way to say it. And then is there a key turnover somewhere somehow? Um, I'm going to go Green Bay. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 33-30. Green Bay goes to the Super Bowl. The Bills and the Chiefs, I think, is a wicked toss-up um, as well. I think these games are so close. These teams are so close. I don't know who to pick in the Bills-Chiefs game. Uh, all of my buddies would kill me if I didn't pick Kansas City. And because of my shirt rip episodes, I pick the Bills every week as a part of <laughs> that 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 segment. It's just part of the fun of it. It's you know trying to be a little bit of a homer and all the rest. And I've been a diehard Bills fan. Everybody knows since I've been about five years old. Um, <clears throat> do I think that there is something magical brewing with the Bills? I do. I, I, I think there's something incredible. It, it, what's amazing is the Bills' turnaround. You know, they've only done it 
with three drafts together head coach GM. Remember, Brandon Bean got hired in early May after the NFL draft in 2017. They had fired Doug Whaley. They kept him on to, 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 to you know, handle that draft. They fire him after because they didn't want you know, him to release any of the secret sauce. And then they hire Brandon Bean. So really, McDermott and Bean have only been together for 2018-19 in the 20 drafts, right? And so in, in three drafts in four years total, they have completely revamped the Buffalo Bills. You know, they went out and got Josh Allen. They traded away guys who couldn't really fit into the culture and, and, and trusting the process and all the rest with so many of, um, you know, the Ronald Darby's and the Sammy Watkinses and all those sorts of players. And I just think that when you think about it, in such a short amount of time, it is remarkable that the Buffalo Bills are here in 2020. I mean, they're one win away from the Super Bowl. They're two wins away from being on top of the world and bringing the Bills or Sabres, you know, their first real championship of the modern era. They have championships, AFL championships, but the Super Bowl era, you know, the Stanley Cup, etc. era that's gone on for a lot longer than the Super Bowl. This would be a monumental win for the Bills, obviously. What is this game going to come down to? It's going to come down a lot to the health of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm here to tell you that if he doesn't play all the way 100%, I mean, if he plays, there's no way he's going to be 100% between the neck, the head, and the toe. Um, so let's leave 100% out. But even at 70, 80, Mahomes is still wildly dangerous. And if Mahomes plays for, let's say, a quarter or a half, and Chad Henney is in there after, you know, did Chad Henney overthrow that you know ball? Uh, uh, of course he did, you know, in the divisional round against Cleveland, of course. Uh, is he shaky? Yes. Is he Patrick Mahomes? Of course not. But with Andy Reid and his play calling and all the other different things, there are different spots where they could still beat the Bills with a backup quarterback. That's how good the Chiefs are. Their defense is legit. The Honey Badger needs to be uh, uh, spotted if you're the Bills across the board. Uh, the Chiefs can create turnovers on defense. So Mahomes could miss the game. He could miss a lot of playing time. But I'm here to tell you that the Chiefs are good enough to still beat the Bills uh, with a backup quarterback. They did it against Cleveland. Cleveland, you know, you can talk all day long about that stupid play at the goal line. Oh, fix the rule, fix the rule. Well, don't fumble the ball by the same token. You know, the Chiefs still won the game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was out for a big, big, big part of this game, and the, the, the Browns just let it slip away. I mean, they could have won that game without Mahomes. They had a million different chances to do it. They didn't. And part of it was Chad Henney, third and long, running up to the sticks. I thought he had the first down. He runs up and gets it uh, up to the you know inch, literally two inch mark. And Andy Reid with the with with the steel nuts, he calls a fourth down throw to Tyree Kill, and Henney completes it. Now, was it just a couple yard throw? Of course, but in that spot, in that pressure, Henney he hasn't played in how long? You know, trying to get that to to, to get that play to seal the game to to keep the the, the defending championship. Uh, run going. He could have thrown that wide. He could have thrown that over his head. He could have thrown it so poorly that it went off of Hill and into the arms of a, a Browns defender. I mean, that stuff happens all the time when quarterbacks are under pressure. So, you know, they still made the little plays. They did their thing. Um, and Kansas City is still very formidable with Henny in there because they have a complete team, even without Patrick Mahomes. I expect him to play. I think it'll be at about 65, 70%. Um, the keys to this game. You know, did the Bills need to run the football? I don't necessarily think so. I think the Bills, 
it's going to be the Leslie Frazier game plan against Mahomes. I think they're going to bring the house in the first quarter, no matter who's at quarterback for how long, um, at least first quarter-wise. I think they're going to try to bring the house, create some turnovers, etc. The other thing is, with the, the Frazier defense, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of multiple schemes and whatnot they play up against Kansas City compared to earlier in the year uh, in Buffalo. Um, the other part, too, is this is a much different Bills team than the one that played the Chiefs earlier in the year. They're better offensively. They're better, way better defensively. They went with a strategy to let the Chiefs run all over them. Uh, it backfired to a certain extent. They were still within you know one possession of that game, but it didn't feel like they were going to win. But remember, that was during the Corona stuff, right? When like the Titans were shut down and the Chiefs, it was back to back weeks, and they didn't know when they were going to play. Uh, were they going to play on Sunday, on Monday, you know, on Monday Night Football? Tuesday uh, was the was the Titan game. Uh, who's our opponent going to be, right? And they had to do that back to back weeks, and and those were two losses of the Bills three this year. The other one, of course, was the Hal Murray to the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals fell apart since then. The Bills have become a juggernaut since then. So. Uh, it's a completely different Buffalo Bills team. The other thing that I'm really, really seeing here as far as secondary goes is the Chiefs' corners are just not that good. Um, you know, they're going to have to rely on the Antonio Hamiltons and, the and, 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 and um, you know, Ward and company. And I just think the Bills' wide receivers, I, I think if I'm Dable, I am going... I am absolutely going right at Diggs from the beginning of the game. And I know that that has been a big talking point for me this year every you know for a lot of weeks, but this week in particular, the 10 personnel spread them out four wide and make some corner try to beat Stefan Diggs. And if he can't, you keep going to the well because the Bills against Baltimore when they weren't getting uh you know, down the field consistently and all the rest. And I was just like, man, you know, it's crazy because you can see it right there that the quick little wide receiver slants and, 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 the, and, the, and the quick stuff to the sidelines is right there for Diggs and for John Brown. And the Bills didn't do it. In fact, down in the red zone, uh, Allen threw it over the middle, overthrew Gabe Davis. Well, what happened to play after? They lined three guys up. The Ravens only lined two guys up. And the Bills threw it to Diggs, quick slant, and they scored. <laughs> so I'm looking for that. I'm looking for some major, major Stephon Diggs right from the shoot, right from the get-go, attack Kansas City and make that defense scurry around and maybe even have to double and throw a, a, a safety like a Snead or, or Sorensen. I mean, Tyran Matthews is probably going to be like the spy type of guy running all over the place. But then when you double digs, they have no answer for Beasley over the middle. They don't have an answer for Gabe Davis, perhaps, outside the numbers. So I go with that strategy for sure. Running the ball a little bit with Devin Singletary probably won't hurt you. I just don't know how much you're going to be able to do it. Uh, again, the key, uh, another major thing in this game is going to be the things that usually you talk about in the playoffs, right? Red zone offense, third down efficiency, both sides, things of that sort. The kicking game, Tyler Bass missed a couple of uh, kicks against Baltimore. Um, if Josh Allen plays like the MVP Josh Allen, I think the Bills can win by a couple scores. Um, you know, if he has a little bit of a down game from that, uh, you know, could 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 be a, a problem for Buffalo, um, but the Bills are hungry. 
they have been hot. They want this really bad. There is some special magic dust going on there. I, I, I believe I believe this happens to sports teams in a year when you catch fire and certain things happen and, and there's a will and you're fighting for each other and, and they love each other. Uh, you look at the way Allen t- looks at Diggs in those post-game press conferences. There's serious bromance going on there. Um, do I think this will be a shootout? Mm, it could be. I'm not going to get into the 40s on this one. Again, predictions sure to go wrong. Um, it's 46 chance of precipitation. I'm going to pick the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills in this game. I'm going to pick them 38-34. And so with that, just a dream Super Bowl. Bills-Packers is what I uh, would be amazing. And I think that there's a lot of people, Bills fans, who are like, oh, I really want to see Brady. I want to see Brady because it would just be the absolute capper. Well, but if you look at it, the other side, if the Bills happen to lose the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady... Do you, do, you, do you really want that? I mean, does that ruin your season? <laughs> Brady getting another ring? I don't think you want that. I don't think you want Brady in the Super Bowl. Um, and we've put you know put together so much heartache over the years. You know, losing a fifth would kill you. But I think there is a part of me right now that has felt so good and so happy this year about the Bills as a Bills fan that partially you're almost kind of playing with house money anyway. Right? I mean, you're like, okay, we're in the championship game. We're in the final four. What happens if they lose to the defending champions? Well, keep trying to go. Having said that, narratives change, and how many times do you get there? Right? Josh Allen, for a while, he's 24 years old, hasn't won a playoff game yet. We only played in one. Now he's 2-1 and one in the playoffs. But, remember, Dan Marino got to the Super Bowl his second year, and he never went back. So, it is... I, look, it is what it is. You know, you get there and you, you, you try to take advantage of it, right? Because like Allen now in, in you know, year, year um, three, you know, he's 2-1 and one in the postseason. You know, let's say he gets there and doesn't win. I mean, there's no guarantees of getting back. I know Bills fans are like, oh, we're going in the right direction. Though. We're going to get back. And this, you don't know you're going to get back. I mean, when the Bills lost that first Super Bowl, Jim Kelly's like, we're, we're getting back. Well, those were words. Then the action proved that they did get back another time, another time, and another time. But Dan Marino got, you know, never got back. So when you're there, it's easier said than done. But when you're there, you, you know, that's in the back of the minds of all these guys, man. Like we're here now, you know, we we got to live in the present, man. We got to get this done. So um, those are my picks. Championship weekend should be fun uh, coming up here on Sunday. Mike Lindsley with you. The ML Sports Platter is all over the major platforms. Like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are presented by our great, great friends at Ken's Auto Detailing, Axe Exotic Pets, and Rosie's Corner Pizza, Wings, Pasta, and Hot and Cold Subs. And as you listen to this, it is Fish Friday. So get into Rosie's for your fish and your mac and cheese or your coleslaw fries and your fish sandwich or get the entree fish dinner. You can get it without the roll as well. Mac and cheese is absolutely spectacular. The best mac and cheese I've ever had in my life is at Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks also to Brian Convoy, the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter with Mass Mutual New York State. Advisors.massmutual.com. Make sure you get with Brian Convoy today on Facebook, on LinkedIn, playing your 
financial future with Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports and be on the lookout for all of my ML Sports Take videos and my 9 Minute with Mike Lindsley segments all over TikTok, YouTube, IGTV, Facebook, and Twitter. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Lowe's Probember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.